So, Rachel. Yeah? Picard's nemesis Q, claiming to have lost his powers, appears on the Enterprise. <laughs> Some of Q's enemies arrive to take advantage of his vulnerable state. Oh. What do you think you're going to get? Well, maybe he's had his powers taken away as a result of what he did last time we saw him. Mm -hmm. He might have been given new powers by his so-called enemies and he's being used as a way to get their agenda met by the Enterprise. I'm hoping for some zany levity, costume changes, tomfoolery and irritated Picard discussions. Let's hope! Rachel watches Star Trek! Captain's log, Stardate 43539.1. We have moved into orbit around Braille 4. With the assistance of the planet's emergency control center, we're investigating a catastrophic threat to the population from a descending asteroidal moon. Welcome to Rachel Watches Star Trek. I'm Rachel Lackey. And I'm Chris Lackey. We're at RachelWatchesStarTrek.com and of course, Patreon. Yes, this is your free episode for the month, so welcome to everybody who's listening now. And if you'd like to join us on Patreon and get all four episodes a month, plus bonus content and a comment show, head over to patreon.com forward slash Rachel Watches Star Trek. Let's get into this episode. I, I remember this being one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, a lot of people like this. But on the rewatch, it's not so... <laughs> Not so great. Have you changed? Am I giving vibes that are influencing you? No, I don't think so. Hmm. I don't think so. But let's talk about the episode, shall we? Yeah. The Enterprise crew is tasked with getting a moon back in its orbit to avoid it smashing into the planet. The aliens have these little circle mouths. Mm, yeah. And they're very earnest. I hate to say it. They look like buttholes. Finian had, you know, one of those tiny peppers. It's not a full pepper. Yeah. It's a long one. Thin yeah. one. He had a slice of that and he put that in his mouth and he was talking through it. It looked like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh, how topical. <laughs> I didn't tell him because it wouldn't have made any sense. No, he wouldn't have understood. They have the moon in a tractor beam. They're attempting that when a strange noise fills the ship and suddenly in falls a naked cue. What an entrance. Yeah. Red alert, he <laughs> says. <laughs> Title sequence, boom. It's uh, That's good. It's a good opening. Yeah, and apparently he really was naked because they couldn't find a way to, you know, if he had a G-string on, they'd be able All to right. see that from the back, so... He just came in, dropped his robe, went for it. <laughs> oh, well, John. A lot of times they put socks on. Uh, I don't know, he could at least do that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Who's, he's he's who's, an actor. He wants to be naked. Because <laughs> he does and wild and free. But whose penis can support a sock? Well, it, it's it's not just your penis. It's your testicles as well. Okay. Get them in there as well. And yeah. With some kind of a elasticated sock. Well, yeah. You know, if it's got, socks are generally pretty elastic. All right, show me later. <laughs> I'll show you later. <laughs> Q is now wearing a horrible gray greenish jumpsuit. Not my colors, he complains. He's a winter. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Put him in jewel colors, which uh, has been chosen for him by someone on the ship as a piss take, I guess. I, I guess they just said, here, throw on these. And... Yeah. So a moon out of orbit and now a nude Q. Coincidence? Well, the crew think not. Yeah. But he says, hey, I got nothing to do with it. I've been stripped of my powers after too much fooling around and mm. causing chaos. He's given the choice of what mortal form to take, and he chose a human. Hmm. He claims that he had been sent to the Enterprise because out of all the beings in the universe, he considers Jean-Luc the closest thing to a friend he has. Oh, dear. God, poor guy. <laughs> oh, if that's true. That's sad. You know, how do all powerful beings make friends? Yeah. I would think that that would be very difficult. I... I notice a bit of a phenomenon with 
people that are celebrities or really wealthy mm. where th- people that disagree with them mm. get cut out and people oh. that agree with them stick around. Yeah, that's fun. Then you can feel right all the time. Exactly. That's great, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, power to do that. Yeah. They can't really bond over supporting each other. That's how some people become close, isn't it? Yeah. Supporting each other through adversity or vulnerability. Right. You haven't got that. Can you connect through play? I suppose if they're fooling it around the galaxy, they could do that together and bond. Yeah. If they're both mean. (laughs) (laughs) The Q continuum are upset about, I guess, his poor impulse control. Yeah. It feels a little bit like a neurodivergent kid who's got no friends nobody's coming to their party oh boy you're all empathetic with it i was just like he's getting his comeuppance for being a jerk yeah Yeah, he has been a jerk but no one's buying this what seems like an act anyway yeah what can i do to convince you asks q die says wharf oh wharf that's harsh that's good that would prove it that he's mortal (laughs) a human Troy says that she can feel terror from him, and Data gets human life signs from the tricorder. So, mm. according to all their sensors, yes, uh, he's he is the legit human being now. And that was a very brief use of Troy, but an interesting one because there's no indication that he's afraid from his performance. Yeah, but because she can tell he's scared in mm-hmm. this situation, that does sound quite human. Yeah. Now all Q has to do is regain the trust after throwing them across space into the Borg zone and killing several crew members. That should be fine. Picard has Worf escort him to the brig. It was a mistake. I never should have picked human. I knew it the moment I said it. To think of a future in this shell. Forced to cover myself with a fabric because of some outdated human morality. To say nothing of being too hot or too cold. Growing feeble with age. Losing my hair. Catching a disease, being ticklish, sneezing, having an itch, a pimple, bad breath, having to bathe. Too bad. So Q just wants to be free. He doesn't want to be wearing clothes. He wants to be nude all the time and he doesn't want to be in this shell. No. I mean, it would be nice to never be too hot or too cold, I guess. Although it is nice to get in a hot bath and it's nice to feel temperature, isn't it? Well, pleasant temperature, pleasant sure. Pleasant temperature, chosen yeah. temperature. Not uh, ice cold temperature or super <laughs> hot temperature. Ice cold being what I prefer and super hot being what you are in bed. <laughs> oh, hey <laughs> oh, now. Oh, not like that. <laughs> but also like that. Oh. Bright lights fill the ship. It seems like they're being probed. Then the light concentrates on the brig on Q. Picard visits Q, irritated he won't help those poor people with the moon. It's not me, says Q. Honestly, I'm too busy with my own problems. Earlier, I felt weak, could no longer stand, and was losing consciousness. You fell asleep, (laughs) says Picard. That's a terrible uh, impression. How do you do, Picard? You fell asleep. You fell asleep. (laughs) You fell fell asleep. You fell asleep. I can't do a really good Patrick Stewart either. (laughs) The line must be drawn. Here! Q offers to help with his huge knowledge of the universe. So he's human, but he still seems to remember lots of things that he knew when he was the Q. Yeah, he's still got his whole brain capacity from before. Which seems impossible. Oh, right. (laughs) If he's human, I'm sure he's got some memories left. He couldn't have his infinite memory or knowledge base that he once had. Well, mm, yeah. But Q, he wants to be part of the crew of the Enterprise. Picard lets him out and assigns data to him as a... Bodyguard? Well, yeah. Friend? Jailer, maybe? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cut to Q helping in engineering, but immediately 
putting his back out mm-hmm. and having to be healed by the grumpy Bev. Yeah, nobody is pleased to be around this guy. He has a bright idea for LaForge. Just change the gravitational constant of the universe, thereby altering the mass of the moon. <laughs> it's a privilege, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, I know Marie Antoinette didn't say let the moon kick, but it's that kind of thing. Just do that. Yeah. I, I would. Yeah. No, no idea how it really works. Mm-hmm. LaForge realizes that they could actually wrap a low-level warp field around the moon, making it lighter so they can push it. Well, lighter meaning less mass. Mm. How is putting the warp thing around the moon making it less mass, by the way? Somehow warp, warp space-time. Uh-huh. And I guess <laughs> it somehow controls the mass of an object. I guess to be able to warp space-time, you have to be able to make things less dense. Huh. And so they're like, well, if we make a ship less dense, maybe we can make this gigantic planet less dense. So it's one of the steps of warp working is to make the thing less dense before it can zoom it across. Yeah. yeah you're not looking like you're totally convinced I'm by not your convinced. explanation. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm digging. Who can help us out? If somebody knows how this made-up technology actually works, uh, yeah. let us know. Glad I can help, says Q. Uh, next, he complains about his noisy stomach. He's hungry. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. On paper. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about the, maybe the rhythm of it. Like, they did the script and it should have been really snappy. Yeah. And then they realized that they didn't have enough time to fill the whole episode. Oh. And so they kind of slowed things down a bit. It feels slow. Yeah, well, comedy's all about timing, isn't it? So they say. Yeah. But as I was preparing for this episode, I noticed it was funny beats-wise. Yeah. Well, let us know. Were you, were you rolling around in the aisles watching it? <laughs> Did, it, was it, did you watch it again and was it as funny as it was back then? Data takes Q to 10 forward, but can't recommend anything from personal experience, food-wise, because mm-hmm. he only consumes the occasional nutrient suspension. Troy has a chocolate sundae we have to hear about again. Oh, boy. When she's in a bad mood, says Data, so how about that? I'll take 10, says Q. <laughs> he reasons the worse the mood, the more sundaes are needed. Plus, I've never eaten, so I must be really hungry. There you yeah, go. It's logic, isn't it? But I thought Data could have talked him through a whole carousel of foods while he tasted them. Mm-hmm. And that would have been a fun little yeah. adventure, wouldn't yeah. it? For example, you know, I'm just coming up with this. I know it's not that funny. Right. But for example, it could have him taste all of the white starches. So he could have mashed potato, rice, pasta, and he could sort of marvel at why you need all of them and what the differences are in the textures or think that they're gross or who knows. Yeah. Something. Some I, adventure. I like this riffing Sensory. that you're doing. <laughs> adventure. See, it's not, it's not easy to write comedy, is it? Yeah. And it could be funny. sit here and make fun of other people not getting it right. That he eats a bunch of stuff and then he gets really uncomfortably full because that's something he wouldn't know. You didn't know what that feeling was of fullness. Yeah. Thought that might be hunger too. Mm. Yeah. You know, something. Who knows? And how does Q get served 10 chocolate sundaes when they don't even allow Troy to have real cream last time? It's, they're synthetic. So if you don't get to have 10. Yeah, you can have as many as you want. Oh, there's no restrictions on that. It's just the content. Yes. Whoa. Guinan enters and rattles Q. She seems really angry, and when Data says the crew are not convinced that he's truly human, she grabs a fork and stabs him in the hand. Ooh, hard. Yowzers. He yelps, as you would, <laughs> uh, and she says, seems human to me. Q says, how did she get to be made a crew member and not me? She's dangerous. <laughs> the cheek of it. More smack talking from Guinan. <laughs> yeah. It seemed off that Guinan scene. She hasn't played the character for a while, or we haven't seen yeah. the range of the character for a while. So it was too emotional, sort of seething the whole time. Yeah. Where Guinan's usually quite 
removed and graceful and last time she saw him she was angry in a much more understated yeah. powerful way again rather than a human sort of anger could be the writing hmm i'd rather see her go from bantering calmly to suddenly stabbing his hand well q leaves his 10 sundays because she's she's put him off now yeah and he's been stabbed in the hand which isn't getting any kind of medical attention seems <laughs> strange to me just take your appetite away meanwhile the ship picks up a cloud of energetic plasma sending out a signal in 10 forward q is attacked by a light thing they're called the calamarine and they are out for revenge Uh-oh. the crew is able to save him by enhancing the shields and guinan throws some shade as he rises on the ground mm, yeah he's weak now and he deserves it and he's going to be a pathetic human in the observation lounge q admits he has pissed off a lot of folks and the real reason he's here is for protection. Mm. Oh, now we're getting to it. Yeah. Well, Riker's not having it. You've got an eternity of enemies, I bet. And we did not sign up for the job of bodyguard. This mm. would be full time. Yeah, true. Yeah. They have to admit that he might be useful in moving the moon and send him to engineering to help with their you know, problem solving. <laughs> where he bosses everybody around, refusing to take orders from anybody. But LaForge <sighs> says, uh-uh, I'm in charge here. You better learn how to take orders. Exactly. The Calamarine strike again, nearly killing him in engineering, but our favorite hero, Data, mm. grabs him and pulls him to safety, thereby getting himself messed up. Yeah, electrocuted. And they both collapse. In sick bay, Dr. Crusher and LaForge work on poor little Data, who has a big door open in his head and circuitry <laughs> exposed. Aw, poor guy. Yeah. Crew gets thrown out by Picard for giving zero shits about Data and that he did save his life. I think it's going to take you some time to develop compassion and gratitude. Because it's like he's just been born and babies, they're jerks, aren't they? Oh, yeah. For a while. The situation is that they have one more shot at moving the moon, but they'll have to lower the shields to do it with the warp thing, uh, which will mean the calamarine attacking Q. Mm. Well, let him, says LaForge. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody messes with his best friend, Data. No. Yeah. Q uses Picard as the therapist to process why Data risks his life for himself for for q mm. and q feels and he admits it shame that he would have not done the same wow he's learning fast and picard's like yeah yeah whatever yeah. <laughs> all you ever did was torment us i'm still not convinced this whole thing isn't a big joke and q says well it is a big joke on me uh, he says being human has made me a coward because mm. he came on here frightened and now he's feeling shame that he wouldn't have acted mm -hmm. to save someone yeah i don't know if he would have acted in someone's defense in his previous life or not though yeah being mortal and feeling pain is hitting q hard he goes to check on data and we get this there are creatures in the universe who would consider you the ultimate achievement android no feelings no emotions no pain and yet you covered those qualities of humanity believe me you're missing nothing But if it means anything to you, you're a better human than I. Ah, uh, I like that. That is good. Yeah. And I do like the decision to pair him with Data in this episode. Yeah. Somebody who observes and covets being human. Yeah. Yeah. At one point in the episode, he, Data points out the irony because the thing that you consider a punishment is the thing I, I strive for. Yeah. Q decides to protect them all by leaving. So he's quickly gone from give no shits to suicide for their protection yeah maybe well i don't know if it's necessarily suicide for their protection as is suicide like this sucks i don't want to live this life Ah. 
It I could haven't be. tried it properly yet. I haven't even had a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> He's still hungry, I suppose. <laughs> Not making good decisions. Yeah. Anyway, he nicks a shuttlecraft. Tor.com loved this episode, but they couldn't suspend disbelief that the powerless Q with no authority on the ship could steal the shuttle and understand how to operate it. Yes. Then again, security's not exactly tight. Well, maybe since he was working in engineering, they gave him some sort of security access. That's really stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Why would they do that? I don't know. The cad's just said he doesn't trust him. Yeah, well. Hmm. That's stupid experts. The crew see him being chased in the shuttle by the Calamarain, and they reluctantly decide to save him, with Picard claiming it's only the shuttle he's interested in saving. (laughs) Attempts to beam, extend the shields, or track to beam him all fail. It turns out it's the meddling Q2. Q2? From the Q continuum, who has stripped Q of all his powers and is about to show up in human form. Yeah, Q2 pops up in human form. He's also dressed in this pathetic jumpsuit that yeah. RQ has has. Q2 is played by actor Corbin Burnson, who got his big break on LA Law. I mean, he was kind of a big deal at this time. Mm-hmm. And he was also in the major league movies, you know, the ones with Charlie Sheen about baseball. Oh no, but go on. Um, you might remember him from that show Psych, where he played Sean Spencer's dad. Oh right, I liked that show, but I, I can't remember anything about it, yeah. of course. Well, it was, it was him. So he was a big deal, and he was not credited on this episode. Oh, I because just wanted to do it. Or didn't like his no, no, performance I, now. No, he, he was a Star Trek fan or wanted to be on the show, and, mm. and he just didn't want to make a big deal out of it. So that's why I guess he was uncredited. Okay. Well, he prances about a bit with some hand gestures, mostly the sign for small. He seems to repeat little sign. Yeah. But he does a pretty good job of being Q-like. Yeah. He was obviously acting, but then what can you do with two minutes of screen time and you've got to be this zany character. I, I thought he did a good job. Yeah. Den of Geek called it a passable impression of an American drop-dead Fred. kind <laughs> 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 of works. Yeah, it's close, yeah. <laughs> so he's seen Q being selfless and he's gone all soft on the discipline on day one. <laughs> Gives him back all his powers. <laughs> Come on, what kind of parenting is that? As long as he behaves. What a sucker! Yeah. He leaves. Q makes to immediately wreak revenge on the Calamarain. And Q2 pops his head back in to say, I'm watching. Q blows the Calamarain away, not doing anything to them other than getting rid of them. Yeah. On the bridge, it's time to wrap this all up. They're just assuming that Q is dead. In pops Q with a mariachi band. He's playing the trumpet with one hand. He's making cigars appear in Riker and Picard's mouths. Actually, everybody's got cigars. Oh, have they? He makes some sexy ladies appear and they swoon over Riker. Riker doesn't want any part of it. So Q (laughs) grumps that he was more fun with without the beard. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> was he ever that fun, though? I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. Well, you know, with those Klingons, he was beardless oh, in that yeah, one. Oh, yeah, he was, was more fun. He beardless? But I like the acknowledgement. I like the beard acknowledgement, the beard, yeah. yeah. Q transfers the women to Worf instead. He's not into humans, is he? No, not not really. mean anything to him. Yeah. Picard tells him off again. Oh, but I feel like celebrating. Well, I don't. Q gets rid of it all, and he's now dressed like Picard. Cheeky. Picard does not like it when he wears the captain's outfit. Before leaving, Q offers a gift to Data. He says, if you're going to make me human, and he's like, no, 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 I wouldn't curse you with that. Uh What do you think Data would have said if he'd been offered that, though? Probably no. Because it'd be against what he's there to do. Well, yeah, it's about the journey, not the end. Hmm. So instead, he gives him the ability to laugh. Well, he doesn't even give him the ability to laugh. He just kind of forces a laugh on him. Mm. Data just starts laughing, uncomfortably laughing. Yeah, yeah. It's a little weird. 
hate him. <laughs> and then Troy says, you know, what's funny? And then he's like, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what was funny. Yeah, yeah. And then she performs the Troy maneuver, mm-hmm. which is holding back a laugh on the bridge at the end of an episode. <laughs> That's my new maneuver. <laughs> and we end with this. Captain Picard, you've done it. I'm sorry? The moon. It's back to its normal orbit. However you did it, thank you. Let's see it, Worf. Mr. Data, your analysis? The moon's altitude is 55,000 kilometers. Projected orbit is circular. There is no further danger to the planet. Ensign, set course for station Nigala 4. Aye, sir. Perhaps there's a residue of humanity in Q after all. Ensign. And don't bet on it, Picard. Oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> he'll be back. He'll be back. Of course he will. A lit cigar appears in Picard's hand at the end and Q's face is in the smoke. Yeah. There's some good effects in this episode, you know. Sure. Sure. Yeah, why not? <laughs> We've had that laugh from Data before, haven't we? I don't... I remember something very awkward happening before and I can't remember why. I'm very confused because I've obviously watched Next Gen a bunch. Mm. So I don't know what we have seen together and what we haven't. But I remember that distinctly and I felt like it happened earlier, but maybe yeah, it didn't. It yeah, what, what, you remember when Q says to Riker before, remember... When he was trying to get him to join the continuum, he's like, look, you can mm. give Jordy his sight. Or did he give Worf a, a girl, a woman? No. And then they kind of did all the weird sexiness. But oh, yeah. I'm getting yeah. confused. Yeah, it was Riker that gave them all that stuff. And they're like, we don't want it. That's cheating. And he's right. like, oh, this kind of sucks. Uh, let's get into concepts. I guess the concept is just what would Q be like as a human? So he's decent in the end, a bit grouchy, mm-hmm. pretty obedient. And he came to appreciate Data. Yeah. So that always gets on our good sides, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Uh, then we also had Data as a non-human who wants to be, or at least appreciates knowing more about how that would feel. And he said, you have achieved in disgrace what I've always aspired to be. Yeah. And that was that was cool. Yeah, it was cool. There. I think it's an interesting idea. It's touching upon the power corrupts and absolute power corrupts, absolutely, mm-hmm. where... Q was corrupt, as in, like, he would do all these malicious, evil things. Uh, but when he loses his power, he starts to feel things like empathy because mm. he can't. He has to be helped. He has He's to be, powerless. Yeah, he needs to rely on others. And to rely on others, you need a bit of empathy. Yeah. Maybe he wasn't capable of a human emotion like empathy before. Yeah. Maybe he wasn't. It was the power that prevented him from mm. feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Michael Piller said they had originally had Q just pretending to lose his powers so that he could prove himself on the brink of war with the Klingons oh. and be made a Starfleet officer. <laughs> Why would he want that? <laughs> well, he's, uh, he's kind of always wanted to be one of them, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. He wanted to do that in the Borg episode. Oh, right, yeah. God, that seems a bit convoluted to have a war with the Klingons going on. Yeah. Hmm. Gene said, if you're going to do a God-becoming-human story, do it. Yeah. So Gene's very much involved still. I guess so. 
we've got the concept of suddenly becoming human for the first time as an adult and experiencing hunger, food preferences, feeling cold, worrying about hair loss, aches and pains. Mm -hmm. So having unmet needs and pain for the first time, like being born, being in the womb, it all just naturally happening, hopefully, and then Mm. suddenly, ah, I'm cold, I'm hungry. Um, But it also allows the potential for connection which he hasn't had right. before, as far as we know. Mm-hmm. So Q's pissed off a lot of beings with his powers, and now he's got none as a result of that, and he's vulnerable to their retribution. Yeah. He does his first selfless act, as far as we know, mm. which convinces the Q to restore his powers. I think they should probably should have observed him for a bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was going to be killed. So. It looked like he was going to die, yeah. so they didn't have much of a choice. We also had the moon, you know, its orbit. Yeah. That was a whole idea that any moon's orbit could become destabilized for some reason. Mm. And I think they hypothesized, or Q did in this episode, that some large body came by and it disrupted some dark matter. Yes. That that disrupted the orbit and threw it off. And so it was going to cause the moon to crash. Yeah, maybe because the aliens only ever appeared on the view screen. I never really invested in that part of the story. No. There are some interesting concepts there, but I never really thought about them. Did you? Not really, no. Can't do it all, can you? So what do you give it on a concept? So I'm thinking a five or a six. What are you going to go I'm going to go five. Middle of the road for me, five. Yeah. Entertainment. I enjoyed the ending, as I would, the mariachi band and the costume changes. Sure, of course. Bit of kind-hearted mischief. Mm -hmm. Data's laugh was slightly funny for part of it, but mostly just awkward. Yeah. And I suppose because in this episode, no one wants to play with Q because everyone's still annoyed with him. Yeah. There's no makeover, um, yeah. discovering how he wants to look as a human, for example, yeah. or food exploration. And because there's no play, there's not really any fun. Yeah, Which I think there should have been in yeah. this episode. Yeah. Data could have tried different sports with him to see what yeah. he enjoyed on the holodeck or something. Well, I, I think what you're talking about also refers to the eating scene like we could have had all these montages of him going oh wow this is great eating is awesome these things taste delicious and like you know him getting usual ways of describing food we're all familiar with yeah yeah that could have been kind of the fun and games of it this perspective is totally different than mine and i'm getting something out of it yes also him thinking that it sucks but making the most of it and yeah maybe understanding people a bit better and that's where his empathy comes from and some of data's enthusiasm rubbing off on him maybe yeah yeah the fun and games were missing i understand the crew weren't indulging him but that left it flat it did yeah it was a low-key cool episode for laforge he got to do some pretty cool heroic things Mm -hmm. didn't have that much screen time no troy did just really do the troy maneuver at the end Mm -hmm. but you know you can't have everybody in it all the time it says the calamarine effect was created by Curry using a sophisticated laser rig rented for one day. So it kind of traveled as a light up Q's body and sort of encased him. Yeah. Didn't it? it was, that was cool. Don't know exactly how it was, it was done, but I guess it was a new effect. Uh, a range of footage was produced, which he described as one of the most enduring investments he ever made, used as elements in anything from nebula to phaser hits. Ah, I see. So mm. this laser thing, he just got some kind of raw footage and then was able to just keep using it and swirling it around in some smoke a bunch yeah Mm. uh alien transport elements and creatures as well as making up part of the tractor beam used in star trek the next generation star trek deep space nine and star trek voyager 
And that was from Amazing Visual Effects Voyager Season 4 DVD Special Features. Mm -hmm. Michael Piller remarked, wonderful show and a very difficult one to get on its feet. But once it got there, we were very proud of it. Hmm. So. Yeah. I guess he liked it. Yeah. In comparison to the rest of the third season, this episode received an unusually high Nielsen rating, the only other installment apart from yesterday's Enterprise to score more than 12.0. The making of yesterday's Enterprise, and that was from page 87. Mm, that's not very encouraging for me. Yesterday's Enterprise is pretty cool, and it's coming okay. up soon. Sounds like people liked it more than Measure of a Man, for example. Well, Nielsen just means people tune in. Oh. I think people tuned in because it was Q was back okay. and everybody loves Q. It's not a rating of likability. No, no. Just how many watched. That's how many people watched okay. it, yeah. Well, comedy is hard. Den of Geek said his interactions with every crew member are as funny as TNG ever got, especially in that final scene. Mm. And that That's not true. That filled me with a That's not gray true. cloud of fear. <laughs> that is not true at all. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Better not be. I didn't feel engaged with it. There was a lot of talking, a lot of telling not a show in yeah as i said the beats seem pretty good on paper so i'm not sure what went wrong although there was quite a sad underuse of guinan yeah um five yeah middle of the road for me because i do like you and i do think it's interesting i was slight i'm gonna give it a six okay throw it a boner throw it a boner <laughs> sexiness naked Q. Mm -hmm. some moose knuckle oh quite God. a bit going on <laughs> 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 the women popping in and out I'll say 2.5. 2.5. Yeah. Uh, stupid experts. I guess if he'd had his powers, as Picard thought, mm -hmm. the brig would have been useless anyway. So maybe it was okay to let him roam around with data. But how is he able to steal the shuttlecraft? Yeah. If he was given permissions to all of engineering. And that's stupid. Obviously, he wanted protection from the Enterprise. So maybe you can trust him but i wouldn't no way would you trust him <laughs> they didn't Forget trust it. him no yeah that so let's give it a we'll give it a one on stupid experts because that glaring yeah i'm going 1.5 boo boo i suppose he could have infinite knowledge of all spaceships somehow from past experience and he has been there before yeah who knows but you'd think that every time a shuttle ta shuttlecraft was taken out it would alert it did. or request oh. permission from the bridge oh yeah the bridge or just some kind of you know air traffic control person all right that, that would be their <laughs> yeah. job you know yeah maybe he over overrode that could be so my guess is i thought he'd had his powers taken away as a result of what he did last time you know throwing them out to where the borg were mm -hmm. no um well, no not specifically not specifically yeah but maybe i thought he might have actually had new powers from the calamarine using them to get their agenda met no I was hoping for levity, zany, costume changes, tomfoolery, irritated Picard discussions. Yes, we did get that, but mm -hmm. not enough. Yeah. So, yeah, not great guesses today. Oh, well. We can't win them all. And no. Star Trek can't win them all either, even with Q. <laughs> uh, I'm well, sure we're going to... for it if you love it. Yeah. Let us know. It's not bad. It's just not as good as I remembered it being. Yeah. That's what you get sometimes. I want to thank our patrons for supporting the show. This one's free and you're able to listen to it because these people, these patrons, mm. have blessed us with their hard-earned cashola so that we can keep going. Yes, thank you so much for making that possible. And with that, I'm Chris Lackey. And I'm Rachel Lackey. And you've been listening to... Rachel Watches Star Trek.
watches Star Trek.